Welcome to the Messy Girl Hour, the podcast where we dive deep into all things health, wellness and personal development for the messy girl. Join us as we explore fresh perspectives on self-care and self-love, tackle tough topics like mental health and body positivity and share our own messy stories and experiences. I'm your host, Kishira. And I'm your host, Beck. We are passionate about creating a safe and fun space where you can feel at home and supported on your own wellness journey without the traps of comparison and perfectionism. A space we have so often needed as ADHD girlies working in the industries of wellness, fitness and personal development. Whether you're looking for tips on how to boost your mood, interviews with inspiring women or just some good old fashioned girl talk, this is the podcast for you. So whoever you are and wherever you are on your journey, come as you are and grab your favourite beverage, kick back and get ready to laugh, learn and grow with the Messy Girl Hour. Our podcast may contain discussions on sensitive topics that some listeners may find upsetting, including mental health, emotional upset and or trauma, sex, relationships and or other adult content. So please check in with yourself before listening, see how you're feeling and if you're not feeling up to it today, Give yourself some TLC and an extra hug and some love from us. We'll catch you in the next episode. Hello, girlies, and welcome back to the Messy Girl Hour. It's Cash here, and today we've got a very special guest. We're going to be talking, we're going to be talking about personal development from a very holistic point of view but you know how we roll we'll probably start somewhere and end somewhere completely different um but I have no doubt it's going to be an amazing episode because we're joined by Chelsea today welcome Chelsea we're so excited I'm so excited to be here I have to say your energy is just the best thing right now I mean it's a Monday morning the sun is shining I mean it's not morning for you um because I, I am in Canada, yeah. but no, this is, this is so great. And you both just, you're just such lights. This is going to be so fun. Yeah, so yeah. thank exciting. you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it would be awesome if you could introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners, a little bit about you, a little bit about what you do and just anything that's on your heart, just like flow with it. Mm. Okay. I love this. So hello everyone. My name is Chelsea and you know, it's interesting when people ask me like what I do because like Cash had said is I feel like it is a very holistic and I'm a little bit all, all over the place. Uh, but right now what I would say is I'm a spiritual life coach that focuses a lot on embodiment, on identity, on wellness of the mind, body, soul, spirit, and the connection between all of those things. Uh, I have a background in the fitness industry. If you have heard of Soul Cycle, I taught at Soul Cycle professionally. Oh, no so cool. I yeah, yeah. I um I dabbled in personal training. I took my yoga teacher training. I have this passion for dance and the feminine like the importance of the feminine in, in the wellness space. And, um, yeah, so I'm kind of like a little bit of a Jane of all trades, maybe not Jack, but a Jane of all trades. Um, and I, I just feel like life has so much to offer us if mm. we fully allow ourselves to offer it up. Yes. So 
I guess that's a little bit about me. Was that thorough enough? That was perfect. That was absolutely <laughs> perfect. Amazing. Okay. I okay. guess my yeah. my like first question for you is a little bit more personally about your journey. Like what brought you? Because I know for me that that was, we do really similar work. Like I call myself a self-integration and personal alignment coach, right? Because I work very much on like this, the journey of self-acceptance, the journey of like recognizing these wounded aspects the different aspects of self and their needs and how like our shadow aspects or our wounded aspects whatever you want to call them or our survival strategies that are no longer serving us how like they were built like where they're rooted Mm. and how they originated and I feel like through that healing process my goal is to support my clients into coming into this personal alignment with their authenticity, with their own integrity, with their truth, with their light, and to be able to share, like, from their their most vibrant, fullest self, which I think is always when mm. we're being, like, truthfully us, right? Um, but I know yeah. that I got to a, that kind of work through, like, a whirlwind journey of my own. So I would love to hear mm-hmm. about yours. <laughs> oh my gosh honestly and the whirlwind is the best way to, to describe it so I grew up in the like dance industry so I grew I started dancing when I was seven years old and I was always like a very like you know when there's like the little girls that are like pretty much little sticks like they walk on twigs as legs and like they're very thin so that's that's kind of where where I developed this distorted vision of what I should look like is because Mm -hmm. I was constantly, I was in judgment of being Mm -hmm. too thin. And then I remember, I will never forget this. One of my dance teachers had said something about my legs because I do have, I have really long legs, really long arms and like the shortest torso. And that's like the most ideal ballet body. And Mm -hmm. so one of these dance instructors had just commented on my legs and said that I have the most beautiful legs and such a beautiful body. And so from that moment, I believe I was like 10 or 11 or something. I focused all of my worth on my body. Mm -hmm. And so I went into this spiral of, okay, if that is where people, if, if that is how people will, um, notice me and respect me and admire me that I better own this body and like be mm-hmm. the most fit, athletic, thin, mm. desired, ver- mm. like, right. Like visually desired body that I can be in. Mm. And so I had an eating disorder for years mm. and all time low in high school, um, waking up so early to do thousands of sit-ups and being so restrictive. I mean, we all have our many, 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 many women have had their own struggles with body image and Mm. food and restriction, all these things. So I won't get too deep into it, but up until maybe two years out of high school, I like let it run my life. And I had this moment of, what is this actually doing for people? Hmm. Like I'm so self-absorbed and I'm not allowing myself to actually live and like be of service to anyone Hmm. or anything. And then I went on this trip. I went on this year long travel trip. I went backpacking for a year with my best friend. Hmm. And I remember it being 
different from what you'd expect a backpacking trip to be like at that age like normally you'd go and you'd party and you'd drink and get drunk and like full moon beach parties (laughs) in thailand and all these things we like were on this spiritual quest and we went on this like yoga retreat and we visited like all the temples never went out barely Sounds drank like a little bit right truly i mean like as like a 30 year old i'm like oh my god i would do that again in a heartbeat right yeah um, and then coming coming back home it was like my eyes were open to what how small life was and mm. how much more i wanted for myself mm. and so i went back to school and was like, I'm going to be a physiotherapist. And I've always had this, this really um, deep interest in the body and how the body works. And I'm like, okay, hey, I'm going to be a physiotherapist. I'm going to help people. Mm. And that didn't work. And I started working at Lululemon. And so Lululemon was this huge catalyst for uh, my personal development journey. And I went to something called Landmark. And I'm not sure if you've heard of it, mm-hmm. but it's, no. it's kind of known as this cult. But what they really focus on is the stories and meaning and they, and rackets. And so that was where I was exposed to personal development and really starting to get to know the ego mm, and the two mm-hmm. different selves. And I mean, in and out of, in and out of school, in and out of university, everything I started, I quit, never finished a university degree, tried so many different things. Um, I relate. Gosh, and that, so honestly, it's like, <laughs> Like we don't need to get into the education system right now, but like we mm. totally could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I like never finished anything and then I kind of fell into fitness and I was working at Lululemon at the time and traded my eating disorder in for like this physical um what do they call it? Like exercise addiction and working out <laughs> too many hours a day mm-hmm. and teaching classes, but Oh, me, me and Beck have like no idea about that. Like we, we yeah, absolutely not. We aren't related at all. <laughs> no, right? What girl? Oh, not <laughs> oh my god, oh. it's not an. I'm not an anomaly. <laughs> so I started teaching spin classes and loved it, loved it because it gave me this platform to touch, to move, to inspire, to connect, mm. to be like a light in people's lives. But it wasn't like, I wasn't doing it in a way that was healthy. Like I would teach and I'd go to the gym and then go to yoga. Like I was doing like three works a day, mm-hmm. losing hair, all the things. And I was like, okay, well, I'm really good at this. So I should like probably keep doing this. And that's when I went to soul cycle and went to New York and all these things. And I like reached this massive goal. And I remember teaching my first soul cycle class, which I thought was going to change my life. And I was on the podium and I was like, I feel no different from what I was doing there. So it was like, you know, when you have the goal and like you reach the goal and you think it's going to be it and it's not moving goalposts. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, and I was like, okay, well what now? And I, I didn't really know what was next. And so I continued teaching. I think the most classes that I taught from like a Tuesday to a Tuesday was 21 classes in a week, Mm. like being completely burnt out, always sick, moved back home, left that career. It's like, well, now what? Mm. Started working at an ice cream shop. And I was like, there's more to life than this. 
there's more to life than this. And then that's when we got introduced to, or we got introduced through this program that Mm. I was taking and it was to become a life coach and Mm. to start my own online business. And in that moment, I for sure let all of my fears and insecurities and doubts and all the judgments stop me. And so I like, Mm. again, I like tiptoed in and then Mm. I was like, okay, no, this can't be for me. And again, Mm. lived in this like fearful mind of like, okay, I'm just going to go back to what's, what's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And in that quote unquote comfort, I became deeply unhappy. And then COVID hit. Also, Saturn return starts on like great timing. So, going through my Saturn return, going through this COVID, all the lockdowns, lose my jobs, all the things. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. let's try this again. You're, if this you're, is what's it. Are you a Pisces? I'm a Pisces sun, yes. Libra rising, Aquarius moon. Ah, I'm an Aquarius so, yeah. moon as well. Oh my gosh. And I'm a Pisces <laughs> rising. Oh my God, stop. Yeah. Wow. I'm a cancer Okay, wait, son. Beck, now I, have to, now I have to ask you, what are you, Beck? Tasha will tell you, like, this is all <laughs> new to me. Honestly, so, so Beck, I, I feel like I'm like two, three years behind you two. Like, this oh is God, literally so where I feel. So I'm just being kind of like, opened and like welcomed into this like whole spiritual astrology realm or whatever I don't know and I find it so interesting but I okay let me try so I am cancer sun no cancer moon (laughs) yeah that's right cancer moon cancer moon sun yes Sorry, I missed. I was coughing. I missed your. I missed your Taurus. rising. Uh, am I Leo rising? Yeah. Oh, love yeah. that. Taurus sun, okay, Taurus moon, sun. In, moon in Cancer, Leo rising. Oh, the Taurus probably is so grounding for you, Cash. Yeah, I love it. I love that's it. What I you love said, it. That's you? exactly you said yeah. That. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. And her lovely Cancer Moon just like is nice. so. I think it's so nice on the podcast as well because Cancer Moon is just like takes you in, makes you at home. Mm-hmm. Just like lovely, 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 lovely. So, yeah, yeah. I love I'm, that. I'm, le- I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning more. So uh, I'm getting it's there. The best. <laughs> Buckle up. You're yeah, just gonna be like great. that. Makes so much sense. I think that. Yeah. And I think that those kinds of modalities, like I'm super into human design too. Yeah. What are they, you? I just. What are you? So I'm a I'm a generator. Generator. I'm a projector. I'm a generator. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. That. I am a manifester. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, manifestors are rare. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I think it's like seven percent, is it, or five yeah. percent of people? Yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah. We, won't get, we won't get too far into that. Right <laughs> um, yeah. But okay, where was I? I was saying, oh yeah, the goal thing. So achieved the soul cycle thing. Came back home. Oh right, COVID. So right, Saturn return. Mine yeah. got blown up. This is how we got down the astrology, the astrology <laughs> yeah. route. You're Saturn yeah, in Aquarius. So, yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like anyone who has Saturn Aquarius really went through it with the whole COVID thing. But I mean, yeah, of course, I it mean, happened during that time. I have Saturn in the 12th house hanging out with my moon, which I guess yours is also hanging out with your moon wherever it, whichever mm-hmm. house it is. But like, yeah. yeah, and I've just gone through 
just well actually i'm still going through it. i'm just coming out of saturn conjunct my moon in the 12th house we love to see it it's been, yeah okay it's been so mine saturn conjunct my moon in sixth house <laughs> got any yeah. out there that don't have a clue what this all means me neither <laughs> yeah maybe it's fifth yeah, house. Fifth house, or sixth house it's honestly yeah. astrology is the best thing but anyway so yeah my brain and mind got blown open during that time and just I went deep into so many different rabbit holes and I feel like since then more and more and more just continues to uncover and I'm on this journey of truth and like I'm such a curious mind and I always have Mm. been but I, I truly think that that time was such a gift for me because it allowed me to slow down. It allowed me to stop and pause and really reflect on what's important to me and what do I want my life to look like. Mm. And so it was kind of like this no turning back zone. Mm. And then I went all in on myself. I was like, okay, well, if this is what I want, then like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. And like, I'm going to jump and the universe and God are going to catch me. And and here I am. So I just got back from this five month journey through Italy and I was in South Africa. It looked amazing. Oh my God. It was like the best gift I could have given myself. And now I'm in this space of, okay, I feel more clear on my vision, my mission. And Mm. I'm just ready to serve. I'm ready to be of service. I'm ready to connect. I'm ready to create. I'm ready to move and touch and inspire. Mm. And I have these, huge visions and goals for where I see myself. And Mm. yeah, so it's been this, like so many rock bottoms to Mm. breakthroughs. I mean, I had a, I had a break, a breakdown this past week. I'm like crying, bawling my face off in a parking lot, like the grocery store parking lot, bawling to my friend via voice note, because that's what you do. (laughs) And, and, you know, like three days later, I'm like, all right. I'm clear and I know where I'm going and I know why mm-hmm. that's all happened. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, but I feel like that's something as well that like, as you go through your heat, like before your healing journey, I think you can often go in with this like idealized version of like perfectionism. Like when I got, when I do, when I get there, I'm just like not going to have breakdowns anymore. Like I'm just going to mm-hmm. be like, a okay. <laughs> and like, totally. I feel like I cry so much more. <laughs> Not because I'm like sadder, but because I was so like detached before and I just wouldn't allow myself to go there because going there was so scary to me. Whereas like now I fully trust myself to hold space for myself, like in all of the emotions and all the rest of it. I also wouldn't have called my friends when I was going through it because I was so like adverse to vulnerability and vulnerability Mm. is like key to getting anything that you fucking want. <laughs> like it's uh-huh. key to intimacy and relationships. It's key to creativity. It's key to like going for the things that you want in life. You can't try for something without being yeah. vulnerable. So creating that vulnerability resilience. Um, yeah, and now I, yeah, totally calling my yeah, my friend, my best friend is a Taurus as well. <laughs> oh, so nice. Like, she's like, it's, we have like the completely like opposite life. She's like super settled. She's been with her partner for like 10 years and I'm like traveling kind of like here yeah. and there and <laughs> like not settled. Nomadic. Her, and I'd be like, yes. what am I doing? 
right it's like oh my gosh you I hear hear you and you know actually when you said um I don't remember the exact line that you said but it was about vulnerability I got full Mm. goosebumps Mm. and I and I think that that's the thing is vulnerability oh my gosh honestly and something that I've I've noticed is I mean when you when you like declare that you want to be of service, when you declare that you want to be used and like you're giving yourself mm. over to this, like to what's greater than you, to the vision mm. that you can't even hold for yourself, it's going to require those like low, low moments. And that's what I keep coming back to. It's like, oh my gosh, okay. So I had to go through this so then I could then be relatable and mm. relate and use like my own experiences in like right in service to my clients like because if I Mm, have this mm. perfect easy life it's like okay how are you going to be of service if you cannot relate to the wounded healer right honestly (laughs) Chiron archetype yeah honestly it's but it's it's so Mm -hmm. true and it's like without fail I go through a break Mm -hmm. a breakdown I go through this really challenging moment a week or two later, I'm coaching my clients through the exact same thing. And I think mm-hmm. that that's like, that is being of service. It's like, okay, I am willing mm-hmm. to go through the dark night of the soul over and over and over again so that I can serve, so that I can mm-hmm. like be there and relate and support so also, and like, love. It's, it's like vital, you know, I, we've actually yeah. talked about this, I think on the podcast before, it's like, you know, when you sign up to do personal development, to work, like holding space for people in their personal development, you sign up for a life of taking long, hard looks in the mirror. Like you really have to be able to look at your shit and be on top of your shit before you go anywhere near other people's shit, right? Mm -hmm. And like to a deeper extent, and I always say it's like my, I, you know, I I love working as a coach. I feel like it's my purpose and Mm -hmm. Like I get so it's so fulfilling to me. It's just like I feel completely ele- in my element. But my own personal development is my vocation in life. Yeah. And as a result of that, I can do the work that I do uh, and bring that like as as service to others and fulfill mm. that purpose. But my own personal development is my vocation first and foremost. Mm. Mm. And you know, and and it's and I think that that that's becoming more and more clear for so many people is like your everyone's vocation of life is their own personal journey. Right. But we outsource. It's like, okay, well, if I make Mm. this person happy, it's going to make, it's like, it's going to make me feel better or like whatever it is. Mm. It's, it's the boundaries. It's the people pleasing. It's everything is like, everything is a mirror. Everything is a mirror. Like, Mm. and I mean, it's like when you consider the polarities, when you think about, like all the spiritual laws, it all comes back to what's happening inside of you is manifesting externally. And that's been Mm -hmm. the biggest gift and the biggest tool for me Mm -hmm. is like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this internally. How is this manifesting outwardly or vice versa? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm experiencing this in the physical. How am I creating this internally? And it's Mm -hmm. this constant like trigger after trigger after trigger after trigger. I'm like, when the fuck can I stop being triggered? you know, but it's, Mm. but that's exactly it is like, we truly did sign up for this. And I think it's such a gift and it's one of the most rewarding Mm. things. And and the biggest, go ahead. Yeah, go, sorry. I I think one thing when you said then like, yeah, I signed up for this. I remember when I kind of first started my 
journey with cash like as, as a client of cash is I remember saying to cash on our first session like I don't care what I have to do like I, I just need like I knew I was at a point and I knew it was going to be hard I didn't care what it was I had to do and I was ready for it so I think like when and as a coach up, that's like music to your like that's 100%. what you want to hear <laughs> and it is yeah. like it's hard but like I I now will have a moment where I think oh my god I feel stuck I feel like I'm at a brick wall and I'll have a meltdown mm. I'll have a breakdown but deep down somewhere inside I'm like this this is good like I know I don't have a clue what's through that wall I have no idea but yeah. I know I can like trust myself now that like I have mm. to like have mm. to cry I have to send those voice notes you have to like push on but trusting yourself and I think mm. it is yeah it's not easy but like you say you sign up for it you don't you you'll do whatever it takes and and it's like life-changing absolutely like, and it never yeah. stops and I think that's Certainly. like you said before Cash you know you think it's going to be oh great I'm going to go on this cool little journey and I'm going to be the best version of myself and brilliant mm. sorted no 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 <laughs> but it gets more exciting it, every time doesn't it like yeah absolutely and I and I really do believe that it's like it it's a it's about developing the tools no it's again it's that that resilience that resilience to vulnerability that resilience to discomfort and being able to learn how to tend to yourself in your moments of suffering and I think that yeah like I think that the more that you develop that even though life will continue to have its ups and downs and always be like, you know, in, in fluidity, it, it's okay. You know, it's like, you Mm -hmm. get to a point where it's like, I'm okay, not being okay sometimes. And you're more and more in touch with that part of you that is like, whatever you want to call it, the conscious observer of self or your higher self or your adult self, like whatever, like label you want to give it. But you can kind of still remain in contact with that bird's eye view or that's like higher higher level spiritual level you know it's like I think about it a lot in like conflict for example you know like if you get to a point where you've gone through like a a breakup a friend breakup a love breakup whatever it is I feel like you reach a point in your personal development where it's like I can allow myself this human moment with this other human being and what's happening and like I can feel it and I can say what I need to say and do all go through those human motions whilst also staying in touch with like the soul to soul gratitude of that experience and what that has like represented for me as an example do you know it's like Mm. and in each moment that becomes like like truer and truer the more you you go on this journey and the more tools that you develop and fundamentally the worst part (laughs) about going through difficult shit when you don't have the tools to deal with it is the loss of like complete control or knowing what to do or how to even fucking go there because if I go there I'm fucked right yeah yeah Yeah, and I think one of the things that I find the most common in the clients that I have been working with, or I guess have been finding the most common is the lack Mm -hmm. of self-trust. Yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like you need, you need to trust yourself enough to even feel the emotion 
to question mm. the emotion. Cause it's like, okay, but if I go there, that's not safe and I'm not going to be okay. Right. And so mm-hmm. the level of self-trust that you have to have with yourself in order to actually be mm-hmm. your true authentic self is like, mm-hmm. I think it's one of the, mm-hmm. one of the most challenging pieces of like life is that, is that totally. trust. Right. And, and, and then the and I, permission, right. Yeah. Like giving t- yourself the permission Absolutely. to, to even like, I mean, cause when you ask someone, say like you're working with someone new and you ask them, okay, like what is your most ideal life? Like if you could do anything, if you could do it your way, so many people today, they can't even comprehend the idea that life could be Mm. different. And it all comes down to this level of, okay, if I say this or can I, can I even say this? Because I don't Mm. actually see it as something that's real because our sense of what's true to us has been smushed and diminished and clouded and Mm -hmm. like spat on for centuries. And so like we as a society have such a hard time, maybe not we, because like we're very much in this work and Mm -hmm. we're like, we've chosen this direction for ourselves, Mm but majority of people that you talk to it, talk to today, they don't know what a dream is. Like they Mm -hmm. actually can't dream. And and again, like that there is a necessity for vulnerability, resilience in dreaming. Do you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, do you even dare to dream? Do you dare to open yourself up? to wanting something that there is no guarantee of you having, do you know? Yes. Can you allow yourself to like really embody your desire without shame or fear? And Ugh. I think that because people fear it so much that for a lot of people, desire becomes synonymous with scarcity, with lack. And like, yes. if I allow myself to des- desire, I become painfully aware of what I don't have mm-hmm. and what other people yes. do have, right? And I think that on on the level of like that trust, that self-trust, again, like people are also trying to outsource their confidence, right? And their sort Always. of self-trust. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna trust myself or like be more confident or be more self-assured or whatever. And it's like it's like anything. Building trust happens when you show the fuck up for yourself. Yeah. That's how you build build trust with yourself and so it's like whether it starts small and it's like I said I was gonna practice yoga today I'm gonna show up on my mat and I'm gonna like do what I said that I was gonna do yeah and made that commitment to myself in terms of your personal development you will continuously being given these opportunities to either speak your truth or self-abandon right and it's like every time you choose the path that isn't self-abandoning you build that trust with yourself yeah Yeah. i would say oh god you go go no you go you go so i was gonna just go back to the kind of like the desire and things that you dare to dream i remember when Mm. i was imagining you know where I wanted to be and getting excited about where I wanted to go on this journey like I would feel quite a lot of shame around wanting those things I'd mm. almost be like embarrassed oh my god like, mm. like that's greedy yeah. my vision boards now like girl God would not have made you a tourist no. <laughs> if you weren't here to have a good time like you yeah have I- that that pleasure factor. Yeah. You know? But like, it took me a while. Like, I had to start, my vision boards are now on my wall. And, like, I don't care mm. who sees them now. Like, 
they are I walk past mm. them every time I walk through the door and like in and out of that door but to start with they were like little words mm. in a book like I didn't really want people to mm. see them like I it it was like almost mm. shameful so I guess yeah. but but when I did start mm. little and even just start wanting or desiring or dreaming small mm. I was then like this is quite fun what I would say to myself is I don't even care if this doesn't come true I it feels nice so like mm. I would actually it made it easier for me to write these things down to say actually I don't it doesn't matter if it doesn't come true like I feel I, I feel mm. good doing this like right now and then mm. I started getting pictures then I started dreaming bigger then I started writing mm. checks and sticking them on my vision box you know then I was like and I look back mm. now so that was probably my first vision board was probably two years ago like there's so much on there mm. that I have now like completed mm. and mm. never did I when I was writing in that little book never did I dream dream of that so I'd say that mm. was for me anyone else like on the writing the, the diaries like it was for, shameful yeah for, for me this is actually a really big theme of my Saturn return uh the like dare, daring to dream the daring to desire which I think is like somewhat um like ironic no Saturn's so like restrictive yeah it was a theme of how I was restricting myself how I was being Saturn in my life yeah um, and I often say this as well Bex heard me say this probably more times than she could care to count but that you know your personal development is like like peeling back the layers of an onion right and it's like you kind of you go deeper and deeper on like the same themes of your life or the same wounds and if it's a deep wound you're gonna have to heal it over and over and over again in these different ways and for me like during my Saturn return I I really had this very like strong awakening of the ways in which I was still trying to create safety in my life through avoidance mm. and it was like no like again like in astrology like god would not have made me a cancer if I wasn't here to feel yeah and in all the shapes of that like in all the shades of it you know mm -hmm. and so really sort of leaning into the, the sort of stereotypical, like better to have loved and have lost, right? Than yeah. to have never loved at all in every area of, of my life, like being courageously vulnerable mm. in, in life. And the more I come into like my heart space and allow myself to like, <gasps> open the more authentic and real I feel as a as a Cancerian right like as, yeah as a Pisces rising <laughs> you know yeah. It's like yeah um, well, well and, and, yeah and even like when you come back to truth it's like the more vulnerable you are the more you are owning your truth like I had this conversation I have mm -hmm. a group program going on right now too and yesterday this we had this whole conversation around what is your truth and what does that actually look like mm -hmm. and it all stemmed from this this actual breakdown that I had earlier la or last week was I was feeling this like deep immense sense of sadness mm -hmm. and it was because I wasn't actually 
owning quote unquote my truth. I wasn't owning what my authentic dream was. And that was like to be fully seen. And what was I doing? I was hiding behind like writing. Like I love writing, but if I truly want to be seen and that's a gift that God gave me was to be seen, to connect with people, to teach, to guide, to like, to be like this energetic light. Like, why am I, why am I dimming that and hiding, you know? And, and, the, and it, it does, it takes like showing yourself and I mean, being a coach, like we're all coaches off making offerings. I don't think people actually understand what that takes. It's like, they only see what's presented, but they don't see what goes into it behind the scenes. Like the fear, the doubt, the worry, the scarcity of like, are people going to show up to it? Are people going to want to work with me? Like, am I good enough? It's like, these things don't really go away, but it's the muscle and the trust of self that we continue to mm. tweak, like that we continue to work. That's mm. what kind of sets, sets us apart mm. and makes it quote unquote, like not really like easier, but it, it stops becoming so loud. Like those voices yeah. start to dim and you mm. really do get to be more sovereign in your being yeah. because you're not allowing mm. these like negative thought forms to come in and tell you otherwise or tell you to believe something because I mean, mm. if we get really deep into it, I do think that there, well, we know that there's like this spiritual war going on. And like, again, like what's happening above is also happening below. And it's like this, this push and this pull and this rising of the consciousness and like the lifting of truth that's happening and the lifting of the veil is, is so prevalent today in so many areas and that's where astrology, mm -hmm. I think, is one of the most profound tools that we can lean in because it's this mm -hmm. like, it's this pattern. That's what it is. It's like the patterns of time continue to play out and people have studied mm -hmm. and there's evidence, but people don't see it as that. And I mean, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but mm -hmm. some of the astrologers that I follow, many of the astrologers that I follow, they've predicted all the things that we're currently experiencing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not there was actually, coincidental. Um, I need to, I need to find his name. But there, there was actually um, a scientist that uh, did a, a study to try and like disprove astrology, um, and uh, like just found <laughs> that there were there were patterns. It was something to do. I can't remember exactly. It was something to do with Mars, Mars plate placements and how that like played out in people's careers or something along those lines and yeah. I read about it years ago and uh he ended up becoming like a, a like very like renowned astrologer <laughs> after okay. like doing wow. this his scientific studies to try and disprove astrology that's amazing and one of my friends came to me the other day and she she uh asked me she was like how do how do you how like how was it decided that like cancer has these attributes or like that the moon mm. means this like how did how was that decided right um and my reply to her was it's it's actually the other way around right so what astrology is is it's just a database where for centuries and centuries we have been looking at the patterns of the planet as they move and then seeing how it co correlates with certain themes globally and or personally yeah and that's what we've given names to oh, okay like we have given mm, names to those patterns through 
astrology yeah Yeah. so yeah and I think that that like at least I don't know I think to people that maybe don't understand astrology maybe that's like kind of like clicks it's not so random it's not like yeah it's like that that it's it's the yeah yeah, I just want to like quickly go back to one thing you said before I forget (laughs) one thing you said before Mm. Chelsea is when you had this um like breakdown a couple of weeks ago or you know one thing that you speak about in your group coaching like and you said you knew that it it was because you weren't like living you you, being your true authentic self like is for anyone listening who's maybe having Mm. that moment of I know there's something different like this I know I'm not feeling good now like what's wrong but is there any Mm. specific questions that you would ask yourself that brought you to that place of this is what I need to do this is where I'm suppressing myself like does that make sense? <laughs> is it? Yeah, it yeah. does. Absolutely. And I mean, there, there are absolutely questions and I can, I can for sure, like I ask my questions, ask myself questions all the time, but what was happening for me was that I was having all these synchronicities in my life of like things being really challenging, someone saying something and it deeply triggering me. And it, it really did require radical self-honesty. And there's kind of like this, I don't even know what you'd call it is like this hierarchy of hierarchy to unconditional love. And it all starts with self-awareness. But I think for, so when it comes back to like the trust, like trust, self-trust is everything because you have to trust yourself enough to actually be willing to feel that pain. Right. And then when Mm. you're at, when you're, when you allow yourself to feel it, Mm. you can then question you ask, okay, why, like, why am I feeling this sadness? What is the sadness trying to tell me? Like, why am I waking up sad? Like, what am I not doing? Or what is this? And it requires the stillness. But then again, people don't Mm. trust themselves enough to get still. Mm. Why? Because of the busyness of society, of working, of Mm. like running from the ill feeling because Uh, they think it's bad. What you said there about like, what is the sadness telling me? To me, that is huge, Mm -hmm. right? That is the like, take your fucking hand out the fire, right? It's like, everything that you're looking for is like often going to be on the other side of the discomfort that you're avoiding. And through avoiding that discomfort, you're stuck in the suffering. Totally. It's like, pain is telling you Mm. that something either is causing you harm and you need to get the fuck out the way, or it's telling you that there's a wound there that needs attention. Mm-hmm. Yes. You need to tend to it. And so it's like, what is it telling you? Is it telling you that you need to set a boundary? Is it telling you that you need to go and look at like your abandonment wounds if you're going to make the next step in your relationship or yeah. in your life in general or whatever? Like there is a purpose to your emotions. Mm, yeah. Always. Always. They are informing you. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Listen and stop, stop numbing and stop running. Yeah. Okay. It's like, that's another piece is like, okay. So, I mean, Mm. there is this like mental health epidemic that's going on right now. And you know, like no one wants to actually accept that they've got shit to look at. And I mean, trust me, there's a time Mm. and a place, there's a time and a place for everything. Mm. But, but if, if people were actually willing to sit and question where this is coming mm. from and go into it and sit with someone and have someone hold space for you mm-hmm. and just like to feel the emotion and cry. Like mm. there's mm. so much healing 
in the releasing. And if there's like, one like, if there's one hack, quick way to figure out like what it is that you need, yeah. Think carefully about what it is you're constantly trying to provide other people with. That's beautiful. Mm. Oh. Right, because it's like you, you'll oh my gosh, you'll always try to outsource. It's like, okay, well, I know that I need this because subconsciously, so I'm just going to give and give and give and give and give and give and give. But what you really need to do is give yourself, yeah. give to yourself, give to yourself. Yeah, like oh, yeah. I got I'm like, <laughs> my wow. goodness, yeah, that was big. Yeah. That was huge. But another thing, so what yeah. you're saying about like the discomfort is something that was so. So I'm like not religious, but I went to church yesterday. And I just knew that I needed to go. So I went and Mm. again, like another parallel was like talking about this discomfort and it's so cliche. Like, you know, the quotes that are like everything that you want exists outside your comfort zone or whatever it is. But Mm. because (laughs) it's like around Easter time, they're talking about the resurrection of Christ. I do believe there's so much truth Mm. to Christ consciousness and like being in love and like, for me god is love and love Mm. is god and jesus is love and love is jesus Mm. like there's so many parallels however way that you want to spin it but and i feel like the 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 sort of archetype of like christ christ consciousness and like the resurrection is so like piscean right oh it's so true so true (laughs) absolutely absolutely um yeah but one thing that they had said is like jesus did not want to die on the cross And it Mm -hmm. was not like, it was not comfortable for him to say yes. Like he came, he knew coming into the like 3d realm that he was going to be crucified Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. He did it anyways, even though it's going to be the most uncomfortable, painful thing he's ever done. So it's like, okay, just because you want something really beautiful, just because you feel like you have this purpose doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It's like, it actually requires Mm -hmm. you to get uncomfortable. Like the thing that you that you want Mm. the most is going to require you to get uncomfortable. And sometimes Mm. that's facing the shit that you don't want to face. Like, do you hate your nine to five job so much? You wake up every morning, so upset and angry and frustrated and, you know, like burnt out. Mm. Are you willing to stay in that? Mm. Or are you willing to just face the discomfort of saying that you can't do this anymore and quitting your job? And I think that taking leap of faith, whatever that is that's that point of getting to like I don't care what I have to do and that was definitely true for me I remember vividly like that moment and I'm looking over in this direction because I was looking in the mirror that is over there Mm -hmm. right now and it was in London (laughs) when this happened um and I I literally I was in this I was really angry (laughs) and I was like in this I was going through a breakup and things weren't going the way that I wanted in my career and I was in the projector place of like the not self theme of bitterness like 100% in that moment I was like and I don't deserve this and this person's this and that's done that and if I had a and I just remember like catching a glimpse of myself in the mirror and it was like um it was like my higher self was like in the mirror and like my reflection kind of just like threw at me and what about you babe 
because if you want shit to change you're gonna have to start getting real about what it is that you're doing to contribute to the place that you're in right now Mm. and I was like (laughs) and then I was like yeah it's time yeah it's time and it might be scary and it might be painful and I might really have to look at some shit about me like I look at some aspects of me that I don't fucking like very much Mm -hmm. right I might have to own and own up to like some some behaviors that I feel pretty ashamed about in order to get like to where I want to be going right now yeah but no matter how scary it is it it cannot be scarier than staying here or being here like over and over and over and over again yeah I was like yeah yeah and that was like and in that moment it required you to get radically honest with yourself and then you could accept it and my life since then has been a series of long hard looks in the mirror often that mirror that I brought with me from London and Beck you actually have the same mirror (laughs) I see it in your room yeah the big white one think like so when funny. i hear yeah. you say that cash actually about your realization it's quite interesting to hear because mm. it's like you when you say like you you felt like it was like your higher self and there was like another version of you being like mm. okay you've got to do this like I, and it's really interesting because i feel like my moment was so different in a sense of like i had yeah. no clue if i was even gonna be able to like mm. the only reason that mm. got me to come and speak to you was because I'd seen your post mm. on social media and I'd seen like, oh my God, maybe, maybe there is something I can do. Like I didn't necessarily even believe mm. or think it was possible. Like, am I going to mm. get out of this hole? Like I didn't even like, so mm. I think I'm just thinking about other people that are listening that are maybe like, well, no, I, I don't know if I can do that. Like, like I promise like you, totally. like even if you don't think it, like I didn't totally. have if I could even do it but I was like I mm-hmm. have to try and because I'd been like read a few of Cash's posts mm-hmm. post, and at the time I was like oh like I can't even remember what they were now but I just knew that mm-hmm. there was a chance or a possibility mm-hmm. that I could potentially feel it even a little bit better than I do now mm-hmm. and I was like I've got to try this like mm-hmm. tell me what to do and I will fucking do mm-hmm. it because I can't stay here but like yeah yeah and I, and I think I'm really glad that you said that because I think that it's a huge barrier to like people's personal development you know mm-hmm. and I, I know that like sometimes it's easy for me to forget because uh and and I I consider this to be like one of my absolute like blessings in life like for somebody that's ended up being a coach working in personal development I genuinely couldn't have like landed on my feet more in terms of like my upbringing my mom works in personal development she's also a coach she's a spiritual companion my dad is deeply deeply spiritual like Mm. when I was a kid we were like also that thing of like being able to be in any sacred space and like be receptive to it like my family's Irish Catholic but my mom left the church and became a Quaker my dad was a Buddhist growing up when I was growing up I actually used to go to mosque um every Friday like I was a child and like I can walk into like to me like any any sacred space and that can be a church or it can be a mosque or it can be a field like I don't care Mm. like it's like that connection to God the divine 
source whatever you want to call it and sources many many faces yeah. and expressions on this planet like as many as necessary to reach like us like as many souls as possible mm. I believe um and I also grew up like in a hippie community right so I grew up in southern Spain in a tiny little village that's like nestled in a valley in the mountains and we have like four four different well I think I think there's just a new one cropped up three four, to four like different hippie settlements like around this tiny little village of like six thousand people and in six thousand people we've got like 79 different nationalities yeah. you know it's like a complete melding pot and I grew up on a personal development retreat center and anyway this like I was bullshitting myself and I couldn't <laughs> because it's like this like I've lived and breathed this world my entire life yeah um which also meant that when I got to that place I had so many options I came home I came back home to like my hippie village to my my mom to you know working with a therapist that literally I had no fucking money so like I did like a skill swap with for therapy I looked after his kids for therapy right. <laughs> like and like I did more like trades and skill swaps with other like healers and whatnot and whatnot and I had a community to come back to like I, I'm I consider myself that is a a privilege in a different way do you know that was it that I, I was deeply privileged to have that that option but it can totally be easy for me to forget how foreign it is mm. to so many people and how far removed my reality is from like the but actually like the vast majority of people on this planet yeah and so yeah I think for anybody listening that is you know curious I guess about a different way you know is there mm. another way there's there's all if the way if the way like you're going doesn't work for you there is always another way and I'm not going to say that my way is the way there are many 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 mm. ways that are all valid yeah do you know yeah and it's like do yourself the the service of getting curious yeah about what your way is rather than just following what you've been told should be the way yeah and I totally and it's and it even it's very similar to like get a different strategy if what's not working is like try a different strategy try a different strategy try something new try something new but we get so stuck in our ways and I think another thing is it's it's way easier to stay a victim you know like mm -hmm. victim consciousness is like it's it's not me but then again it, it all comes back to radical self-honesty as, as a cunt as a as a cancer, I've never yeah, played the right. victim. No one has ever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like it's true because like in those moments of like breakdown, it's who was I being? I was playing a victim. I was like, this is all happening to me. Mm. This is all happening to me. And if, and it, mm. like you can shift it to how is this happening for mm -hmm. me? What is this trying quiet. to teach me? Right? <laughs> of course. Everyone's favorite. We were talking about literally, literally the other day on an episode we spoke about okay, that. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it, and it can be as simple as Huge. that, but it, it takes you out of the victim. And once mm. you're out of like, this is all happening to me, then you can start to like, see, okay, mm. this, I'm causing mm. this. I am the cause of this. Or how can, how am mm. I the cause of this? Yeah. Right? And I mean, mm. like mm -hmm. I... Mm -hmm had a very different upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. Not in the spiritual space at all. Not 
Like my parents mm-hmm. haven't really agreed with anything that I've done in the last five years, like truly. So I feel like I've been mm-hmm. very much on my own, but that's forced me to find the people that will support me and lift mm-hmm. me up. And I mean, I've been blessed with the mm-hmm. most incredible friends and honestly investing mm-hmm. in myself and hiring my own coach. I would not be here today if I had not done that. And was it scary? Oh mm-hmm. my God, it was so scary. Was it more money than I'd ever spend mm-hmm. on anything? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did I even have the money? No. Did I find a way to make it happen? Yeah, because I wanted it bad enough. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's the power mm-hmm. of making a decision with certainty and like choosing something and not allowing yourself to just get mm-hmm. by anymore. It's like, I am no willing, no, sorry, no longer willing to let things be the way that mm-hmm. they're going. And it required me to change mm-hmm. my strategy. Just like what you were saying. Yeah. I would say like one thing, another thing that I'd like to ask you, Chelsea, as well, as I was listening to your stories Mm. um, that you posted yesterday about, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you were talking about your central nervous system and kind of um, like connecting with your Mm. your body. And like, I can't remember Mm. exactly what it was, but it really resonated with me. Like me and Cash had a session this morning and I was saying that I feel like over years and years this has built up like I feel very 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 overstimulated and I can really sometimes I struggle to disconnect from my mind and I'm trying so hard at the moment to just be in my body and like let my mind rest and Mm, I'm like wondering like what your kind of like take on that or like any tips that you've got on on that kind of thing like how to yeah like I guess like I'm trying to, we spoke about this morning, I'm trying to like reset my sense of nervous system and I'm on a mission to do again, whatever it takes to, because I feel very, Mm. very overstimulated a lot of the time at the moment. So yeah. 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 Well, when you, when you think about, when you think about the body and you think about what's true and if, if, if the only thing that's really real is, is love. Okay. Well, if I were to sit for a second, close my eyes, where would I say that love exists in my body? Well, everyone says heart, right? Because as soon as you, as soon as you connect into your heart and you drop yourself into the heart space, it's like, okay, where does my energy go? Mm. Your energy Mm. automatically goes right into your body. Right. And it's, Mm. and we, we can make it, we can make it so much bigger than it actually needs to be. But we are designed to heal ourselves. We are designed to know. And, but that's, that is the hardest thing for people is to get out of the busy mind. Right. But it's like, okay, if I'm like busy, 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 my mind will start running. My my, my mind will not stop running. I'm like, well, where's all your energy? All your energy is here. So if you were just to shift for a second and just be like, okay, I would just like to take a breath and actually just drop into my heart space. Like, there's an immediate shift. You just feel everything drop and it's like, Hey, I ask myself all the time. If I were to ask my heart, this, what would the answer be? Or if I were to ask love this, what would that be? Because if that's the only thing that exists and we are meant to be these free, beautiful, self-expressed, loving individuals, why wouldn't it be easy? we think it's like it's got to be this calculated thing why because the body the mind is telling you that there's got to be this way there's got to be this like method there's got to be this strategy which is of course so logical so right-sided right it's like the the Mm -hmm. rational the logical the what is it the reptilian side of us 
wants to like mm -hmm. save the day and keep us safe. And it's like, okay, but yeah, but dropping into your heart isn't even safe. So that's like not going to work anyway. So I'm just going to continue to like make myself even more strung out and anxious. Mm -hmm. But, but that, but that is like a barrier for so many people, yeah. right? Like dropping into the heart isn't mm -hmm. safe. Do you know? And it's like a lot of the time when we live in that mind space and we live like, you know, essentially in a constant like distraction wheel, mm. right? It's like, and the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, avoiding that drop into mm -hmm. the heart. That's going to happen when you don't have the tools to deal with what's in mm -hmm. the heart. You know, we also spoke about, you know, we go like when I first started like in a child, in a child work. And I was, I was in like, uh, working with a, a medicine woman and she took me into like my, my heart space with my inner child. And I was just bawling. Yeah. And I can remember just begging her, like, make this stop. Mm. And I said to her, I can't do this. I can't go here. And she was like, well, cause I think like maybe you kind of need mm. to, you know? And I was like, but mm. look at me, I can't function mm. here. I can't go here. When do I go? I don't have the time. Mm. I have a job. Mm. <laughs> like I can't afford to just fall apart, mm. right? And so I think that, again, it's coming back to that, like, full circle into that, like, self-trust. Mm. It's building up enough self-trust in your in your tools and your mechanisms to be able to drop deeper and deeper and deeper into yeah. your heart. Yeah. I mean, then even for you to bring up, like, mm. and, and it, I mean, there there are so many different levels and so many different like lanes you can take mm. to this. I mean, even you saying your inner child, it's like, okay, yeah, cool. Your inner child is probably having a freak out right now. Maybe you do need to visit her too, but where does she live? She also lives mm. in your heart, mm. you know? Mm. So it's like, she was living in a cage. Man. She was living in a box, yeah. you know, like hidden away in a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like absolutely. And it, and it, Absolutely. And it is like, it's, it's all this practice. Like it's, it's not this, I'm going to drink one glass of water and be mm. like hydrated for the rest of my life. It's like, no, you drink water like every fucking 30 minutes to an hour, right? Mm. To stay hydrated. You go to the gym four mm. days a week, whatever, three days a week. You have to work the muscle. It's not a mm. one, it's not a one time fix everything, mm. right? It's like, okay. I'm going to just, I'm going to practice. Mm, okay. If yeah. I were, if I'm like really anxious right now, what if I were to just drop in my heart for like a second? Does that, does that relieve any mm. sense of anxiety for mm. that, for like 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, then mm. the mind wants to take back over, and to right? Me it's, like, it's like, it's, mm. we're creatures of habit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you live in your mind, it's mm. going to take, like you live in your mind your entire life. It's going to take, mm. it's going to take practice and training for you to like, Okay, come back to what's true. Yeah. Come back to what's true. Yeah, okay. And I think that, like, you know, when it comes to nervous system regulation and, like, your embodiment mm. practice, like, you're going to have to get, like, in your body 100%. as a starting point, do you know? And I think that then from the place of awareness, your body will tell you what mm. it is that you mm -hmm. need next. Do you know? It's like, where are I? Like, do you need movement? Yeah. Do you need rest? Yeah. Do you like, you know, I'm really just listening to like learning how to listen and develop that discernment in terms of our needs. You know, I think like, like, when is it time, particularly, you know, I know we talked about this, but like, particularly when it comes to nervous system regulation, 
I think that that is one area where maybe like pushing the comfort zone mm-hmm. isn't what you want to do. Maybe you want to like really create comfort, security, safety totally. for yourself. Like, and I said this as well today, like the ba- the number one way that you can give a message to your body that it is safe is through rest. Yeah. We don't rest when we're no. not safe. That is the, the biggest, quickest physical signal. Mm-hmm to your body that it is safe, to your nervous system that it can like chill. Yeah. Yeah. And, and co-regulation, you know, like, like Mm. it's, I mean, and it's a nervous system, people, people, different people have different um, nervous system responses, but say something happens, you say you're really upset. What did you do as a child? A lot of us got sent to our room. So we think that we're meant to deal with these things on our own, Mm. but we actually need as, as a Mm. human we need co-regulation. Co-regulation can simply be just mm-hmm. having someone sit with you, having face-to-face contact. Mm-hmm. That's again why mm-hmm. coaches, healers, psychologists, mm-hmm. therapists are so important because oftentimes our parents didn't know how to raise us. So mm-hmm. we were raised to believe that we needed to learn how to do these things on our own. Mm-hmm. And that's the complete opposite. Yeah. We need another human and to you're co-regulate. Often- and you are often going to continue that pattern. Yeah. You know, it's like, for, you know, again, like when I talk about my inner child work and my inner child being in a box, mm. do you know, it's like my dad left when I was mm. six. Like I have like the abandonment wounds. So how did I deal with my like inner child, like in yeah. turmoil? I abandoned her. I left mm. her in a box and I just did not like mm. go there, you know? And you will kind of like re, you will like relive your wounding through your own like dynamics and relationship with yourself over and over and over again until you begin to get curious and like self-observe and learn a different pattern and I think that this becomes super super important then when it comes to you know that that thing about like outsourcing and then like creating the relationship dynamics that we we want will always be somewhat fear-led when the pattern keeps like living within us right so it's like I will always feel fear abandonment when I keep Mm. self-abandoning and and I will never fully trust that somebody else isn't gonna abandon me or that I'm gonna be okay if they do until I'm like fucking held yeah. here yeah first. wow yeah yeah mm-hmm. do you know because like anyone can abandon me but dude like I yeah. got me and I got my little yeah. one and like I am yeah. held mm-hmm. yeah Always. and that's what that's like unconditional self-love like unconditional when no matter mm-hmm. what like I will always love that little girl in me like no matter what matter how many times she's messed up or says the wrong thing or like isn't where she wants to be like whatever it's like Mm -hmm. that having that with yourself yeah right because yeah and I think we we have like this idea that self-love is like feeling yourself you know like like and and that it's like wow like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful or I'm amazing or I'm like I'm perfect like Mm -hmm. these are like loving yourself and like you know, we all have days where we're feeling ourselves and it's like great, but like loving yourself 
loving yourself like the hardest on the days yeah. when you're not yeah. feeling yourself right and it's like it's it's really it's acceptance it's about like that unconditional I don't think that I'm perfect or better than or and I don't love every single thing about myself yeah. internally or externally yeah. right but dude I like I don't like everything about myself internally or externally mm-hmm. But I love mm-hmm. me regardless, like yeah. truly love myself. Yeah. And I believe that I am worthy mm-hmm. of love every single day, even in my worst yeah. moments. Wow. And that's like, I mean, I, and I think <sighs> that's like, I mean, if, if everyone had that as their goal, right? Like, where would we be mm. as, as like a world? Mm. Yeah, you know, mm. and that's what we're all mm-hmm. searching for, I believe, right? Like whether it's through the people pleasing or the validation seeking, or you know, the the overworking, the overtraining, the yeah. whatever it looks like. It's like what we're searching for is that uncon, like yeah. that love and that sense of like worthiness. Yeah. Am I totally? Am I, yeah? How yeah right? you are. It's like the two oh, yeah, the two are. greatest fears of like basically every every human being is i'm not good enough and i won't be loved mm. yeah. right and like on mm. the other side of that exists a whole world like if you were to drop those fears and like they actually didn't you like they didn't exist mm. in like in the absence of those fears mm. what is possible anything love is huge like love is like honestly truly the only thing that exists like mm. in my world love is love is like the only thing that's real mm. but when you actually consider that if we were to completely erase all fears, what would be, what would be left? It's like love and possibility. I love, I love when you said like asking yourself the question, like what would, what would love say Mm -hmm. or what would love do? Wow. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh oh my gosh. Thank you. There was a lot of, I I have to say, there was a lot of moments that we're going to have to make a little like, something out of this we're like like all three of us that's so true mm. no, honestly, thank you so <laughs> yummy <laughs> yummy yummy words <laughs> no it's been, it's been a pleasure yeah. to, that was a, to that was... you yeah thank you so absolutely much. thank and you anyone, this is so this is so amazing to like check your profile out like reach out to you what actually what's your what's your instagram handle yeah like my handle is at love chelsea victoria very fitting with this whole conversation yeah love 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 so yes yeah amazing so much thank you so much a million topics i feel like we could have spoken about there oh yeah (laughs) Oh yeah, this one was Absolutely. super messy. But I mean, mm. that was right. <laughs> I thought I thought it's all about yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, it's so that nice to a, meet you, Beth. That was and yeah, it's so nice you to see you again. So everyone, Done. thank Go you for so it. much yet again for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. We hope you have enjoyed having Chelsea on just as much as we have. Please go and give (laughs) Chelsea a follow. Go and check out her work. And we cannot wait to be here with you again next time. Love you, Liz. Love you guys. (laughs) Well, ladies, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for some girly talk. 
We hope you had as much fun listening as we did recording. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review on your favourite podcast platform. It really helps us to reach more fabulous ladies just like you. And as always, we want to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram at Messy Girl Hour and slide into our DMs with any topic suggestions, feedback, or just to say hi. Until next time, keep living your best life. And remember, you are amazing, you are worthy, and you are so loved, especially by us. Goodbye. Bye.